Love Talk Radio. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show. Obviously, our website, thekenreedyshow.com. And we want to hear from you on a very special, very special Hell in a Cell evening, Hell in a Cell pregame. Give us a call, 347-838-9815. And just to let you know, we are going. No hurricane's going to slow down this show. I don't know if you you may have heard something out there, maybe a report that there's a hurricane in the area, uh, Hurricane Sandy, and uh, yeah, we're going to keep this going. So we're hoping, uh, you know, it's it's a little ways out, so we're hoping we keep power uh, throughout these next two hours. Actually, we hope we keep power for the next few hours so we can get the show, then watch the pay-per-view. But everyone out there, as Hurricane Sandy comes in, be safe. You know, you should just stay home and listen to the show. That's what you should be doing. So be safe. Do what you need to do. I uh, hope everybody is, is, you know, got enough food, got enough water, got your sandbags all set, and we're we're prepared to ride this storm out. As always, my tag team partner on the line, Dave, how you doing this evening? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Um, I'm I'm braving Sandy. I've had to, I've actually had some experience with a Sandy once in the restaurant business, and she she was a she was a waitress, and uh, she'd come in like a tornado. So I, I'm I'm pretty familiar with uh, Sandy and uh, really bad weather conditions. But other than that, I'm ready to get this show on the road for hell and a cell. Nice. <laughs> I got like you know before we get into all the hell in a cell stuff, you know I got a I got a couple numbers here I, I'd like to read off. If I may. Phone numbers? They're not phone numbers. That would be cool if I just started giving out random phone numbers, but they're not numbers. Here are these numbers. Listen. 388, 520, 1,783, 3,221, 3,263, 3,829. What those numbers are are the amount of listens we've gotten per month starting from May this year, 388 in May, and every month, which is awesome that I get to come on and say, hey, guess what? This month is our biggest ever. And 
not too long ago, I was wondering if we could ever break 500 listens in a month, and we got a real good shot at breaking 4,000 listens in a month with, you know, we do four shows a month, so that's like 1,000 listens per show. Uh, so I just, I mean, it, it's amazing to me, so thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone out there who is uh, supporting the show and keeps listening and getting on the computer and giving us a listen. I uh, can't tell you how much we appreciate the uh, continued to su- support, and uh, we're just going to keep giving you the most entertaining wrestling show that we can give you, um, but I can't express uh, the gratitude I feel right now that everyone out there who's supporting us. Uh, Dave, would you like to add anything? Oh, I think it's awesome, and you know, it, it's very humbling to know that you know our show reaches you know four thousand people um for a month it's it's awesome that you know four thousand of you have listened and you know like what we have to put out there for for a wrestling show i'd like to take pride in the fact that we're not like most other radio shows on the internet that do wrestling where we give fair and you know strong opinions we don't bash the product um, like every other show out there, not to toot my own, toot our own horn, but toot toot. I think we stand <laughs> head and shoulders above the rest as a quality wrestling talk show. And I want to thank each and every one of you. And a personal thank you out to one person in particular um, who has really helped our show out is uh, Bob Arian from the BWO. Um, Bob has really been supportive of our show despite some of the differences he's had with you, Ken. He's been very supportive of our show on Facebook and in social media and promoting our show out there. And, Bob, I just want to say thank you very much for helping us um, move up the ranks in the uh, the, the world of radio and wrestling. We, I, I could probably speak for Ken and say we greatly appreciate your support, and we're glad that you're a part of the Ken Reedy Show family. Yeah, I mean, we, we do have our differences of opinion, but i got to – Got to give props where props are due, and, and uh, yeah, thanks for, for getting the name out there. And, uh, yeah, I, I, Dave, I mean, it's it's just amazing when I'm looking at 4,000, like, staring it in the face. And uh, I don't know. I mean, not too long ago, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if I'd ever get 100 people listening to the show. I mean, it's, it's craziness. Crazy. So thank you from the both of us uh, supporting the show. But tonight, tonight. The most brutal structure, and not really because it's a PG product, but it's Hell in a Cell. And we're excited. It's a pay-per-view night, and we love when it's a pay-per-view night because, quite frankly, it really makes for an easy show. So we're going to go through. We're going to talk about Hell in a Cell. Uh, are you looking forward to it? What matches do you want to see? You know, what's what's going on? What's going through your head? We, predictions? We want to hear from you. Uh, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Uh, give us a call, 347-838-9815. And before we go to the phones, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about this. But we like, again, to give the fans a voice. And we put up on Facebook, you know, what you thought was going to happen in the match tonight between Ryback and CM Punk. Uh, Dan, our friend Dank says Ryback wins. Punk tries to cheat and it backfires. Scott Greenbaum, Punk on a time limit draw. Kevin Thomas, the Feed Me More movement begins Sunday night when Ryback wins the WWE Championship. KJ Len, I would say if Ryback loses, then he loses all the buzz and appeal. But I think whoever wins, 
It cannot be a clean win so that the loser still saves face somehow. Our buddy Steve Off from The Gun Show, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, finds a loophole in the Money in the Bank contract that allows him to challenge for either title, like the original Money in the Bank, and cashes in on Punk. Uh, John Trezohlavi, sorry John, did my best for that. John T., they make it a triple threat last minute, Punk pins Cena. Justin Joseph Rivera, Brock Lesnar interferes, lays out Ryback with an F5, Punk wins. Uh, and our buddy Tony, if Ryback wins, Punk's character is all but dead. If Punk wins, Ryback loses his momentum. There is no, there's really no win, this is a no-win match. So, a lot of differences of opinions, and we always say on this show, if people are debating what an outcome is going to be going into a match, that ultimately is a good thing for professional wrestling. This week, we had uh, Chris Jericho actually gave Busted Open a call. Our friends are there, Busted Open, and uh, was talking about the whole Ryback thing. And he said that CM Punk, and I'm paraphrasing, but CM Punk has gone as far as he can go as a heel character. And if wrestling fans want something new, Ryback should win win the title. Um, all these things swirling around. We have a pay-per-view without John Cena in the main event. John Cena is often another odd storyline with, with AJ. We don't know, does John Cena get inserted into this match? There's a lot surrounding this match, both what could happen inside the ring and behind the scenes. Dave, can we make any sense of all this stuff going on surrounding this match. Oops. Do we have two hours to kill? <laughs> I mean, um, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I'll say this much, though. With a new face in the main event scene, as far at least as far as tonight goes, it, it, it gives wrestling fans what they want. A lot of wrestling fans what they want. A fresh face in the main event scene. It's It's the unpredictability of who's going to what the finish of this match is going to be is really setting the the, the wrestling world abuzz right now because of the situation that both guys are in. Ryback, of course, is undefeated, and a lot of people have thrown that Ryback Goldberg comparison out there, which I don't think is fair to either one of those guys. More 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 particularly Ryback, because Ryback's gimmick and his mystique and his aura was not based on this quote-unquote streak that a lot of fans are talking about. It was just based on the fact that he was a mean mother effort and he would just plow through everybody and he's just some big indestructible force, regardless of who he faced, whether it was enhancement talent, quote-unquote jobbers, or guys on the roster. And then you have CM Punk, who is the WWE champion, and they're playing up this storyline that he, you know, each week he is becoming one of the longest reigning champions. I don't exactly know what the numbers are. It's I think it's 340-something days he has, he has been the WWE champion as of tonight. Um, so there's, there's this conflict with these two, um, you know, which one should win. From what I've heard, the company isn't sure on – 
having CM Punk drop the title because they want a lot of momentum going forward with his potential showdown with The Rock in January at the Royal Rumble. However, um, testing the waters for a guy like Ryback to, to see if he can, you know, hang in the main event scene, a win here might a win here could definitely help him against a guy like CM Punk um, and, and make him a star virtually for the rest of his career. Um, but it all, it, it seems like that they really aren't sure on what they want to do. And, um, you know, I, I like the unpredictability factor in this, that you really don't know what's going to happen. Most times you can walk into a match and watch it and say, ah, oh, this guy's going to win, but we don't know how he's going to win, but he'll walk away the winner because the story's going this way. Tonight, you, that's the cool thing about this, and that's what makes me enjoy being a wrestling fan is the unpredictability in the out, in the possible outcome of this match. And it literally, it's the main event. It's for the title. It's inside Hell in Cell, and it's got that main event big fight feel to it, especially because these two have never faced off against each other before on television. I'm really looking forward to seeing where they're going to go with this. Yeah, I mean, let's let's do our best here. Like We're, like, we're going to break down as much of the, the aspects surrounding this match. Because uh, let, let's start off first. When we're looking at, you know, a main event, and you're right, it's got a big, big uh, fight feel to it, you know, the main event. And it, it's, you know, the WWE title is in the main event, which is a good thing. Um, now, when, when we talk about the main event, if we're talking about the main event picture over the past however many years, you know, John Cena will pop into your head. He's not in the main event uh, for this pay-per-view. Um, some of the questions that will be asked behind the scenes, where the pay-per-view buys for this. For all those people out there that were clamoring to see, and like Chris Jericho said, we want to see something different. We want to see something, someone new, uh, some someone different, a new star. If the buys are down for this, does WWE creative or, or corporate even look at it and say, John Cena needs to be in the main event picture. He needs to be there. We can't At this point, the company needs him in, in that place. So there's that question. Does the pay-per-view ha- do tremendous numbers? And corporate looks at it and says, hey, we have something here. Maybe Punk can be... You know, a guy, a main event guy. Maybe Ryback can be a, a guy for a time. Uh, those are the questions that will be asked when you're looking at the buys of this pay-per-view. Also, you know, and we put this up on Facebook, is Ryback a potentially long-term solution, a long-term star? And that question is a huge question because we don't know. Here's a guy, look, he's over. There's no doubt about that. The crowd loves him. He is beyond over right now. Um, that being said, he's never cut a promo. He's never really wrestled a real match. And he's never carried a storyline. So to just say, yeah, this guy's going to be a long-term solution, a long-term star, that's a bit naive. Because we really have no idea. If he comes into this pay-per-view and he craps the bed in this match, you know, he may be a jobber in six months. So, you know, we got to ease back on this. But right now, Ryback is really popular. But that's a big question surrounding this match. So let's let's try and dissect all the little things um, going on here. Let's start first with John Cena. Because everything has to begin and end with John Cena. But let's... 
The absence of him in the main event, Dave, how big a deal do you think that is for tonight if the main event stays the way it is right now? How big of a deal is it for John Cena or just for the company overall? The company and John Cena, just not to be in the main event. Well, see, the, the, the company's so fickle with what they want to do sometimes as far as creatively goes, especially in the main event scene, that um, for John Cena, I really can't say how big of a deal it is it would be for him because for John Cena, it's been there, done that. I mean, you know, you would say within the past five, six years, seven years, he has been virtually in the main event picture. Not virtually, he has been the main event, you know, regardless of who he's been up against. Um, So this would be just, you know, another been there, done that situation for him. For the company overall, I think it's potential for something to be, you know, huge if, if Ryback succeeds in this role. If you remember about a few years back, John Cena had a match at the TLC pay-per-view with Sheamus for the WWE title. It was a tables match. And Sheamus was only on television in the company for three months at the most. And he was starting to gain a little bit of steam because he was just mowing through a few guys. But they didn't really put a whole lot of focus on him. If you remember, he was on the ECW show. And then they moved him over to Raw pretty quickly. But... They didn't really, like, plant any seeds with him that he was going to be, like, a big force in the main event scene. They just threw him out there, and he won the title, and it was like the shock victory. Nobody saw it coming. I'll be the first to admit that I thought John Cena was going to win, and this was just going to be a test to see if Sheamus can, you know, be a potential player in the future. And it turned out Sheamus was the WWE champion for almost four months at that point. So, um a big deal for the company tonight if the match goes well and Ryback, you know, if Ryback succeeds in this role. I mean, he's in there with CM Punk. He's not in there with, you know, with with, with a Jinder Mahal or, or you know, a, a Heath Slater. You know, he's in there with a guy who's a seasoned veteran who could probably, you know, help carry him to a good match. Um, and the reaction in Atlanta too. You know, you got it's good. tonight. It's in Atlanta. It's in it's down south. The Atlanta fans, you know, they have seem to have like a southern, I don't know, uh, the connection with you know wrestling from like the NWA WCW roots. So maybe they might not take well to Ryback. Who knows? Um, it, it, you really tonight, it's just like a wait and see approach with this. Um, but if Ryback wins and it's a positive reaction amongst everybody and the match is good, then. I think the company is just going to go forward with it and see how long it goes and see how well he does in that position with certain guys, too. You can't just give him the belt and put him in there with a Big Show or a Wade Barrett, you know what I mean? Or you got to put him in there with somebody where you know that the other person can hold up their end in the in-ring quality and the storyline, too, especially with a guy like Ryback. Um, so tonight's going to be very I – really, I, I honestly, for the first time in a long time, I can't honestly say that, like, you know, I have a definitive answer when it comes to stuff like this. The John Cena situation, different story. John Cena has been – I broke the news this morning on Facebook, on the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page, that WrestleZone.com reported that John Cena has been medically cleared to compete. He showed up on TV last week without a brace on his elbow. He seemed to be moving his arm around fine. They did a test later this week. The test results came back that his elbow was better than expected. And there's a possibility he could get physical in 
the pay-per-view tonight, whether that's in the Ryback CM Punk match or if it's something completely different, but it gives them the option of, of booking the pay-per-view differently now that John Cena is cleared to go. And uh, if, if WWE Creative is not sure what they want to do with this finish with Ryback and CM Punk, I think John Cena is going to be used as somewhat of a, you know, uh, you know the, the, the backup plan that he could take the fall and it won't hurt Ryback or CM Punk and life goes on in the WWE. We'll have to see what happens tonight. Yeah, I mean, the way they've, they've structured everything, I mean, first of all, and, and I don't want to really dissect this. I mean, I the whole thing with Cena and AJ and, and Vicky, I just didn't like or get. I mean, it was interesting because I was there, I was at Raw this past week, and the funny thing is that live, uh, and I'm including Ryback in this, uh, Vicky... And AJ going at it got the loudest pop of the night, uh, which I was like, okay. Um, the the storyline is odd to me. Um, you know, here's we're gonna take someone who uh, has probably not just or alluded to not just a professional relationship with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, who didn't have a purely professional relationship with Edge, uh, who's had a history of fraternizing with the talent, has to come and replace the former GM who was fired because she was fraternizing with the talent. I I don't know. I don't know where they're going with that. Um, hopefully they, they end this that storyline quickly. or I, I don't know. I, I just don't like that. Um, that's an aside, and we don't really need to dissect that. I hope... You know, whatever scene is involved in uh, with that storyline, I just hope they don't throw him in the main event. I, I this this main event has been billed Ryback Punk. Um, I, I I'd like to see that. I want to see how that plays itself out. Uh, going into this main event, to me, the the most pressure is on Ryback. Ryback has to perform in the grand scheme of things. And again, I disagree with Chris Jericho on a few kids. Number one, I don't think Punk has gone as far as he can go as a heel. I think he can still go farther. I get what he's saying, that people want a change, and, and change is good, but change for change's sake is not good either. You know, I mean, Dave or I could show up tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw and, and say we want a challenge for the, the WWE title. It's something different doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good. So change for change's sake is not necessarily a, a good thing. Um, I think Punk, is, this this heel character, has got some legs, and I think he can go a while longer. Um, this idea with Ryback, I think Ryback just has to have a good showing tonight. Um, he can lose. Uh, I disagree with a lot of people. I'd like to get your take on this too, Dave, but I disagree with a lot of people that, that are saying that if Ryback loses, he loses his mystique. Um, if Ryback performs well and loses tonight, n you lost the WWE champion. That doesn't necessarily make you look weak. And he's got to lose at some point. So... Have him lose to Punk. It's okay. Get that first loss out of the way because the more people he mows down, the tougher it is to give him that first loss. 
And like Dave said, they're not really promoting the streak, but everyone knows he hasn't lost yet. And the longer that goes, the more it becomes difficult. Who is that guy that can beat this monster? If Punk wins, it's okay, as long as it's a good match. Uh, Ryback has to distinguish himself as someone who can go in a main event setting. And that's what's most important for Ryback tonight. Ryback needs to show that he, he can go, that he can he can hold his own in a real match. And that that's the biggest question for me. Coming out is when you talk about those three and the importance of this match, we talk about the potential of Cena being involved in some way and where Punk's future is going to be. I don't think this main event affects either one of them all that much in, in their role in the company. The guy it affects is Ryback. If he craps the bed, like this guy could be jobbing out in six months. Um, you know, you, you don't know. Ryback needs to perform well tonight. And he can perform well in a loss and still not lose mystique. It happens. It's pro wrestling. And you don't have to have a, a, a huge interference. I mean, you could do something. You could have some sort of distraction. I mean, that works. But, you know, I, I, I think it's okay. If you're going to make the championship matter and you're going to make the, the WWE champion, uh, you know, be the best. I mean, his whole moniker is best in the world. You know, Ryback can lose and still, you know, be good. Still have that mystique, Dave. Yeah, I do agree with you in that sense. I mean, you know, if Ryback were to lose tonight, you know, you, know, you make a good point. He's losing to the WWE champion. He's not losing to some no name on the card, um, and it will be it would be okay because he lost to the best guy in the company. And you could always start over fresh with him and just tear through guys if you want to keep building him as that monster. You also got to remember too. He's you know he's 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 young and he's a rookie in some sense in storyline terms because he's only been with the company for you know since the springtime. Even though most fans out there will say, oh, that was Skip Sheffield from the Nexus. Yeah, no shit. But there's a different character now. So, uh, like I said, they haven't built it on this streak. Um, if Punk loses, it doesn't necessarily hurt him either. Um, although. Uh, and, you know, Punk could easily get his heat back, you know, because he's that good of a heel doing something, you know, to, to, to get the people to hate him or attacking somebody. So, um, but it's, like you said, it's not like he's losing, like he's losing to the best guy in the company, if if that were the case. Um, so, but at the same time, Jericho makes a good point when he says that if Ryback wins, you get an instant star because he beat the best guy. Um and I think the I think really where they're gonna go with this is I think I think Punk will end up winning this. And I, I think this is gonna make Ryback I think this loss will make Ryback better if he if it depending on his in ring work and how well he, he shows himself out there, this loss will make him better. And he'll go through and tear through even more. And this right here is probably just a test for him to see if he can eventually stay in the main event and uh be a player because in my opinion, from what I've heard, John Cena's not around that much longer. He's got a few years, but you know, a couple of years. But injuries taking a toll on this guy, and I think that they're trying to prepare for the future. And by putting Ryback in this position, this is a test for that future. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways they can go with this. I, you know, a, a lot of people talking about this match, it, it becomes like black and white. You know, this, you know, Punk wins and. 
you know, Ryback is done, and if Ryback wins, and where does that leave Punk? I mean, you know, you, you got to facilitate storylines. I mean, for all we know, they could do a, you know, Ryback wins, and, you know, next month's pay-per-view, they have the rematch, and, and Punk gets his belt back, and they just, you know, it's a testing ground, you know. They give Ryback a, a short run with the title and see how he does. There's so many directions they can they can go with this if they if they choose to. Um, I don't think it's it's the end all be all, and I don't think the win or loss uh, matters. I mean, even if like you're saying instant star, I don't even know if Ryback's an instant star if he wins. The most important thing is a good match. The most important thing coming out of this is fans will look at the main event and say, "Hey, that that big bald scary wrecking machine can hold his own in a main event. I'll watch him in another main event." Uh, that's what's most important. And win or lose, Ryback has to show that that he can hack it. And you know your point about comparing him to uh, Goldberg, and, and I guess it's it's probably because you know he's he's large and bald, and and you know it's um, you know there's definitely similarities in the character, but a lot of the like I look at him and, and he reminds me a lot of not so much in character but the run he's having reminds me a lot of the ultimate warrior and when the ultimate warrior came in I mean incredibly popular I mean there's no doubt about it great entrance sprinting down to the ring I mean he was gassed by the time the match actually had to start but look he was he was over I mean the the crowd would go nuts when the warrior came in and and he was the heir apparent you know, the the WWF at the time was, was ready to put the strap on him and, and, you know, fade away, phase out Hulkamania, and Warrior was going to be the next guy. And, you know, once he got the belt, it just, it fizzled. And and I remember being a fan at the time, and I, I mean, self-proclaimed, you know, I, I affirmed Hulkamaniac, but... Um, you know, I, I kind of liked the Warrior. I mean, he, he was he was exciting. Um, and, I, and I remember just getting bored with him really fast after he, he won the belt. So I, that, to me, is what I'm curious about. If, if Ryback wins tonight, can he sustain it? Can Is there depth to his character? Can, can he really sustain a storyline? Um, can they do something at some point? You know, every hero, to root for a hero, there has to be a sense of loss at some point. Fans in, in any mode of entertainment, you want to see your hero uh, reach like some unsurmountable odds, confront unsurmountable odds, and then somehow get through it. Uh, you want to see your heroes you know, in a very low state and, and somehow persevere through it. Now, right now, Ryback is incredibly popular, but there's been no sense of loss. There's not been that, you know, now I want to root for him to pick himself up again and, and get back in and, and, you know, get his. Um, this could be that avenue. Losing this match could be, you know, it could make him more popular. Uh, you know, the, but the, right now with Ryback, there's no depth to that character, and that's going to get old quick. So, I shouldn't say quick, but it will get old. In a few months, that'll get old. If you go, he's still doing the same thing in a few months. It's going to get old. It's going to get tiresome. The the, the cheers are not going to be there. So it, it, I'm really curious tonight what Ryback does, win or lose, win or lose, what he winds up doing in that ring. And we're going to, we have a full bank of calls, so we're going to go out to 
the phones. And as always, we will start with our man, Tony. Tony, are you there? Yep, man. What's going How on, guys? How are you doing tonight? All right. Ooh. Uh, yeah, um... This show is going to be uh, this this whole pay per view. This um, it's going to be based on you know Ryback Punk. It's pretty much that's the match. It's going to be like the um, the one match show pretty much. This pay per view. It's this it's this one here. And um, I know like what I said. You know, it's like if one, if they have one guy and like if Punk loses, and I think you know it's like he's losing. You know, it's, his character is kind of you know it's going to be like dead in the water. But um, I don't know. You know, because like, having Ryback. As the champion, I think it's I, know, I, I think it's I think it's still too soon for for him. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, the, the guy's you know still kind of like still a little on the green side, but you know, I, I don't know. You know, so I don't know if putting the belt on him right now would be a um, you know, if, I mean, if it's me, if I had to make you know take, I'd, I would say you know, Punk win, you know, Punk wins. I just hope he like, doesn't like something where like Ryback dominates like most of the match, and then you know, it's like. Punk, uh, you know, just like sneaks out to win or whatever, you know, because because it's like I don't know, some some are saying you know, that'll make Punk look weak if he's like getting getting clobbered the whole time, and then you know, like he has to like quote unquote cheat to win. I mean, you know, so it's but um, I I you know I guess I would rather see, you know, like see Punk hold on to the hold on to the to the belt since they're building up to this whole you know like or, or they're mentioning you know, the whole you know, like number of days he's the champion and everything. Um, you know, in other words, right, you know, right back. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like you say, he, he's kind of like a mix of Goldberg and uh, Ultimate Warrior. Um, you know, but like I say, you know, I don't know if we've ever, you know, like, I don't know if we've actually never seen right back in my match. It's gone like more than five minutes, so it's like you know, um, can anyone carry him to a good match? And I, I'm, I'm thinking if anyone can, it'd be, you know, it would be Punk. You know. Agreed, but you still you have to have at least some talent to to do it. I mean, you can't you know be completely inept and and you know at some point, which is kind of you know I'm curious. I mean, Punk should have the upper hand at least a couple times, and I'm curious how you know the flow of the matches. And that, that's really you know it's funny because like I just said, wins and losses. I'm not as curious about. I'm curious like about the match and and you know how good or bad this this match is. I mean, if if tomorrow, win or lose, if tomorrow the buzz amongst wrestling fans and the the wrestling world is, holy cow, the Hell in a Cell main event blew chunks. I can't believe I spent the money on this pay-per-view. Oh, my God, this is awful. Well, that's it doesn't matter who won or lost. That's... That's going to be terrible for for Ryback, and and like, and I don't think it affects Punk as much because Punk has established himself as a bona fide star. It'll kill Ryback. It could, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, that's true. If the pay per view, if the pay per view does a lousy buy rate or whatever, or if the show the show does suck, you know, yeah, it's you know what to do with Ryback if that happens. But uh, you know, I don't know. Like I said, you know, if we can, still, you know, even like if you have. If they do put the belt on Ryback, you know it's like there's, you know, you have them do a rematch with Punk, or whatever. But what are the, you know, like there aren't any other established heels. So it's like what are the heels would you have them go against? You know, because all the heels are supposed to, you know, it's like all the, you know, it's like in WWE land, all the heels, all the heels just, you know, head for the hills every time Babyface shows up. Yeah, I mean, who knows where you go? I mean, you know. Jeez, I don't know. I mean, but, maybe you know, a Wade Barrett does he come over and and. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you do either. I mean, as far as as far as that goes, 
the rest of, I mean the rest of the rest of the show, I mean I don't know, I mean you got Seamus versus the big show, uh you know, like I said, I, I don't know, I think some of that stuff has been, you know, like some the the segments of those have been hit and miss, like you know, like the, the debate and the uh the the withhold the stronger stuff. I mean that's the that stuff was just Oh my god, that was that was that was right that was, that was terrible. Um Is there any match you're like really looking forward to on on this card? I gotta say that really. I mean, you know, like I say, Punk. You know, the, the Ryback Punk is the is like is the only match that really has any has had any like you know any build toward it. I mean, it's like I say, the whole pay per view is based on that. I mean, I'm thinking Kofi Kingston and Miz. You know, they have a, uh, could be a good match. Um, I think that might even open the show, but uh, I don't know if you know any other matches are really gonna have any meaning on here. I mean, you know, like um, like I said, you know, they haven't really built up the. Uh, Kofi Miz match not much either, but I, I say you know it's like from in rings from in ring uh, looking at it from that way, um, you know just as a match, I think you know, I, I think it's I think it could be solid or, or you know, could be you know. Could it be should be a very entertaining match, but you're you're right. I mean th- this pay per view the way it's set up, and, and Tony, you bring up a good point. It, it's almost like going to a concert, and you're going to a concert, and and Ryback Punk is the band you're going to see in concert and, and all the other matches are like the opening bands. And that's almost like the feel you get for, for this pay-per-view. And I agree with you. I I'm looking forward. I think Kofi Miz uh, should be a good match. Um, you know, those guys seem to work well together and you know, I mean, maybe we get to see Miz get kicked in the face again and that, you know, that could be fun. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Get another cut above his eye. That was ridiculous. I mean, I, I joke. I mean, I, I'm glad the Miz was was okay and didn't have any severe injuries. Uh, but uh, yeah, wow, that that looked pretty painful. So uh, yeah, it should be a good match. I mean, hopefully the pay per view is good as a whole. Um, thanks a lot, Tony, for the call. And again, everybody out there, just remember, Tony is the expert blogger for the Ken Reedy Show. He blogs for Raw, SmackDown, and Impact. So go to thekenreedyshow.com. Check out Tony's blogs. Tony, thanks a lot for the call. We'll talk to you next week. All right, you got it, guys. Right, take it easy. You too. There we go. Let's stick with the phones. Uh, caller, are you there? Caller? Hello. 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 Ken? What do you got for us, caller? Ken? Yes. Mr. Trivia here. Hey, how are you, Mr. Trivia? Didn't recognize the number. Oh, all right. How's everything going? Doing all right. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. I got some uh, breaking news for you and Dave there on the Ken Reedy Show. Uh, break away. Okay, we're going to uh, break away with the breaking news from the top rope and my uh, reliable source. You know, you spoke with him last week. Um it's time to reveal the members of Aces and Eights. I just happened to get the email yesterday, and uh, I'll get to the pay-per-view after I reveal this. Um, but the Aces in Aces and Eights are Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff. And the Eights in Aces and Eights are Devon. Chris, Ma- Chris Masters, Luke Gallows, Jack, well, the Briscoe brothers have a son who is part of, who is part of the Aces and Eights. Wes Briscoe. Yes, 
Yes, I didn't. I wasn't too sure of his first name. Uh, also, there was a independent re- uh, rookie wrestler who is the um, a part of Aces and Eights as well. And the three surprises I'm really shocked at were Bully Ray is going to be revealed as one of the members of Aces and Eights. Matt Morgan, part of Aces and Eights. And a man that we've seen on TNA quite a few times as uh, the lawyer, who we all know in wrestling is Abyss. And those are going to be your ace. Those are your aces, your eights from Aces and Eights. And you have a reliable source that, that says that these are the guys that are going to be in it? These are the guys that are going to be in it. Because so they're, they're there gonna, is a... Go ahead, Ken. They're, they're going to turn, uh, after they're kind of sort of making him face-ish recently, they're going to, uh, they're going to turn him heel again and join the, the motorcycle club? Yeah. There is a, a member of the uh, TNA office who's kind of like the inside spy, so to speak. And he's uh, he leaked out this information, and uh, my resource just happened to pick it up. But uh, getting to the pay-per-view, if I may, for a bit, I've, uh, sure. I, I think it's going to be uh, possibly the WWE's second best pay-per-view of the year. Really? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a real good one. I'm looking forward to Rybeck and Punk. I still think Rybeck's going to take the title, but we, I've got a couple of two. I've got a couple of scenarios I'd like to throw out to you guys and see what you think about it. Um, possibly somebody comes in to help CM Punk defeat Rybeck, and my prediction for that would probably be Brock Lesnar. Haven't heard much more from him since he beat Triple H, and he's just, like, laying in the weeds. Or what about the possibility of a John Cena heel turn? Never. You don't think so? No. No way. He sells merchandise to kids. He's promoting a – he's wearing a T-shirt to promote women, you know, breast cancer for women. That would never happen. You kidding me? You know how much money that company would lose if he decided to turn heel? Yeah, most fans and smart fans out there would be, oh, that's great. A change, but you know what? I've 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 stopped trying jumping on the John Cena heel turn bandwagon for two years now because of that fact. Is that he, he makes money? If you if you watch the Rock Cena DVD, and I just watched it recently, I actually purchased it. John Cena was in Madison Square Garden at the Survivor Series last year. He was booed out of the building. There wasn't one person in there that was cheering him on, and he sold number one in merchandise. Go figure, right? There's yeah, no really. There's no way that they would turn him heel. Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. I mean, I, I always enjoy a... seeing it too, but I agree. I mean, if they would ever think about turning turning him heel, it really would be tough in the middle of this breast cancer awareness campaign that he's yeah. running. I mean, I think if 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 we ever see a John Cena heel turn, it'll be down the road, and it's got to be distanced from uh, October. Yeah. And um, two more quick things, and I'll go. Um, Dave, I know you're out there. I know you've been uh, killing me here with these uh, correct answers all the time on these trivia questions. 
but um, I don't see why you'd be killing me because you're a very knowledgeable guy. Um, oh, I, I kind of have uh, two of them here. Okay, I really go. don't know. Uh, well, well, we'll see what we can. We'll see if you can get both of them right. Um, okay. What what two what two superstars appeared in the first ever Hell in the Cell match? What two superstars ever appeared in the first Hell in the Cell match? The Undertaker yep. and Shawn Michaels. That's correct. And the other one was as of 2006. We're going back a ways here. As of 2006, only two men have drawn number one in the Royal Rumble and won it. Who were they? As of 2006, two men who drew number one in the Royal Rumble and won it. Yep. Uh Sorry, watching the Cowboys Giants, I'm sorry. All right, well, in 2006, 2006, Rey Mysterio won the Royal Rumble, and I believe he drew number two. Yeah, he drew number two, and Triple H drew number one. 2007, Undertaker drew number 30 and won the Royal Rumble. 2008, John Cena drew number 30 and won the Royal Rumble. 2009, Randy Orton drew, I believe, number 8 or number 9 and won the Royal Rumble. 2010, John Cena, or I'm sorry, 2010, Edge drew number 29, won the Royal Rumble. 2011, Alberto Del Rio drew, I think, number 38 because they did the 40-man format and won. And 2012, Sheamus drew 22 and won the Royal Rumble, so there really is no answer to that question. Well, what, no, no, no. The, the question is, these two guys drew number one. And won the Royal Rumble, Rumble, correct? And, and, and won the Royal Rumble. It's as of 2006. So two, before, two, before 2006? Huh? You're saying so before 2006? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you, oh, so you, oh, you didn't say that. Okay, all right. Oh, let me oh, clear that. My up. bad. I, I I rephrased it wrong. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Apologies. So the only two guys to draw number one and win the Royal Rumble before 2006. Well, Shawn yep. Michaels is Shawn Michaels is one of them, and Chris Benoit's the other. God, I hate you. <laughs> Excellent job. Excellent job. All right, Mr. Thank you for the call, Doctor. Uh, wait, sir. one one quick thing though. I just want to say about your election, there, Ken. Oh um, yeah. I really. I really wish you a lot of luck in the election, but I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I get a, a message the other day from this guy, Bob Arian, and I'm just wondering, you know, this guy is trying to tell me who to vote for and so forth and so on. I mean, I understand that this guy is like a part of your cabinet. and uh, you know, oh, He's like going to be CIA director. Guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, this guy, I don't know. I saw him on your thing there. He looked a little shady to me, but uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. And uh, I'd like to get together with this guy possibly and uh, – do a little face to face with him and uh, see uh, you know what he's got as far as your CIA thing goes. But uh, Ken, enjoy the pay per view tonight, Dave. You I'm going to get one of these one time to to stump you. I might have to go back as far as Buddy Rogers, but that might not be a a, a good idea either because you'll probably answer that one too. Maybe I don't know. I was I wasn't even a, I wasn't even a thought in my parents' mind before this. <laughs> so what? Well, you you anyway. might change that one. All right, anyway, great job, Thanks guys. for That's the call. I enjoy the show. Bye. All right, guys. Bye, bye. Wow. Um, maybe he's got to go back and like. I mean, there are rumors about uh, 
You know, uh, uh, in the 1800s, Abraham Lincoln used to wrestle grizzly bears. Abraham, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I, I could be wrong, but I could have sworn I read somewhere that Abraham Lincoln was an NW was it was an NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I could be wrong. Well, there you go. <laughs> I was going to ask you what the name was of the first grizzly bear he wrestled was. Yogi. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I got you know I can't like I have trouble remembering my phone number. Like you're rattling off like the numbers everyone drew and it's it's amazing. Like I I can't remember those things. I just don't commit I remember, to remember. Remember, I told you and all the listeners, I am not living the American dream. I'm not married with a ho- with a wife and kids and have a house with a picket fence and none of that crap. That's why I tried to get this contest for any of these single females that are fans <laughs> of the Ken Reedy show, and I, I haven't gotten a bite whatsoever. This is this is ridiculous, man. Any women out there that are listening, if you want to, you know, make you, know, you want your dreams to come true, you you call in three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. I guys. I'll take care really? of you. It's amazing. Like, this show has gone from just being a wrestling show to kind of being a, a trivia game show slash matchmaker slash wrestling show. But, you know, we'll, we'll just go with it. And let's we keep going with Wooler. the... What? We should get Chuck Woolery on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's doing much right now. Maybe we can get him. Let's go yeah. back out to the the calls. Let's see. Call right there. Hi, Ken. It's Justin. Woo! What's going on, man? I miss you, Ken. Miss you, too. You looking forward for Hell in a Cell tonight? Oh, yeah. What do you think of Ryback? Well, technically, he's he's, he's number uno. So who do you think is going to win? Do you think Ryback uh, Ryback versus CM Punk? Does CM Punk win or does Ryback win? I think CM Punk's going to win. Really? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a bold prediction. Uh, anything on the TV shows you liked this week on Raw or SmackDown? Oh, yeah. I like um, I, I Great Mysterio or The Big Show or any kind of like. Oh, cool. So who do you think, uh, since you mentioned The Big Show, uh, Big Show is wrestling Sheamus for the world title. Uh, Big Show or Sheamus, who's going to win that match? I think the Big Show is going to win. Interesting. You think he's going to hit him with the big punch? Oh, yeah, with his bare fist. Nice. Uh, You want to say hi to Dave while you're here? Oh, sure. Hey, Dave, you're awesome, man. I love you. Thank you, Justin. You're cool, too. (laughs) You're funny. I've been I, I've been told that by a lot of people, but thank you. <laughs> You're quite welcome, sir. Justin, I got to tell you, like, you call every week, and and we really appreciate supporting the show. And I, I think I, I could speak for Dave when when you're on the line. We, we both have big smiles on our face. You definitely uh, you add a lot to the show, so we appreciate you calling and uh, making us feel good about doing this every week. Oh yeah. Thanks a lot, Justin. We'll talk to you next week. Definitely. All right, cool. Take care of yourself. Thank you, Ken. Bye. Bye. I just you get like a warm, fuzzy feeling when Justin calls. Just makes us feel good. And he gave us a little bit this week. Uh, so Justin is saying that um, Punk and Big Show are the two big winners tonight. Uh, and we're going to get into dissecting Big Show Sheamus in a little bit. But uh, 
Yeah, he's looking at Ed Punk to win this week. So interesting there. And let's keep going uh, with the phones. Uh, Call, are you there? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Mike? How you doing? All right. Just digesting what Mr. Trivia had to say about the aces and eights. What do you think about that? I think here, here, an inside source just called me, and here's what they said. You ready? Okay. Here's what they said. They said, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are coming in, and then Hulk Hogan's going to be revealed to be the third guy. And then they're bringing in the Giant. Then they're bringing in Buff Bagwell and Michael Wall Street. Then, then after all that, Eric Bischoff's going to be revealed that he was behind the whole in W O angle. That's all I got to say about that, boys. <laughs> There's a little bit of sarcasm in your voice. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so um, what are you looking forward to tonight's pay-per-view? Well, I'm looking forward to um, seeing what's going to happen with this whole Ryback and Punk situation, I guess, like everybody else. If it, if it, was, if it was me... I'd have John Cena in the triple threat and let Punk legitimately, well, whatever, legitimately, whatever they say, pinned um, John Cena. And then, and then, you know, and then see how that turns out. And there's also, who knows if Brock Lesnar is going to make an appearance tonight or whatever, because, like, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? It's a, like you guys said, it's a crazy world in wrestling, and any scenario um, can happen. Here's an interesting theory that just came to me. There's been an individual who's been on the injured reserve who is expected to be back fairly soon. He is the founder of the Hall of Pain, Mark Henry. What if he made an appearance tonight and you set up a Mark Henry Ryback feud? That that that's a good um that's a good possibility of that happening. Um by the way, Ken let me just tell you something before it was funny when you were mentioning about streaks and you brought up the ultimate warrior. We should have called him the ultimate runner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like he sprinted down the aisle, bro. He ran the, the marathon. He ran the marathons to the ring that in out one of my favorite matches, and I was a Hulkamaniac fan growing up, Hulk Hogan versus the warrior. He, he, uh, what do you call? He still sprinted down. But what match didn't he run down? Do you guys remember? I know you guys can get this. Jeez, a match man. that he actually walked down to the ring because it could be his last the match. The retirement match with Randy Macho Man Savage at WrestleMania 7. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Try the steak. I'll be here all week. No. Yeah, well, you know, I wasn't trying to stump you like Mr. Trivia, but that was, <laughs> that, was, that was good. Hey, by the way, Ken, I was at an ECPW show on Friday night, and there was this guy walking around with a Ken Reedy shirt on, and I was like, yo, don't tell me Ken Reedy's here. And he goes, and I said, hello, I guess because the guy, you know, couldn't hear me, something was wrong with him, you know. So I'm saying hello, and he's like, I'm like, Ken Reedy, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, Ken Reedy, he's a friend of mine. And he's wearing a Ken Reedy shirt, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. Was he, uh, I'm trying to think, I, I don't know who would have been there. Hear, he, I don't know, he had a uh, hearing aid in his ear. I think I know who that was. Uh, yeah, because. Yeah, he's he's supporter. Was he, was he filming? I guess, yes, he probably yeah. was, like. I, I didn't know, you know, because we, we had that big um, six, well, it wasn't a six-man tag, sorry. We had that tag team match with um, Vinny DeMarco and Salvatore Sincere, and they had their manager, Preston Montgomery, with them, 
and, you know, Fat Boys, Biggie Biggs, Magic, and I, and I actually got my first win out of a pin. I schoolboyed uh, Preston Montgomery. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, I know, but it wasn't supposed to go down like that, but somehow um, he got on the apron, he got in the ring, so I got in the ring, and I started pounding him. Then we all did like a, we all whipped each other, we all reversed into the thing, and they stopped, and then the referee counted, so you know what? I was, like, shocked to see that I actually got a win. Um, it was it was a nice night. But awesome. that's, you know, oh, by the way, the other streak, the Tonka. How did they have the Tonka lose? They had Ludwig Walker or whatever have some guy outside the ring, I forget who it was, hit him with the chair, and then Ludwig Walker, he pinned him with one finger. So, Yoko Zuna, I think. Yes. You're right. It was. It was Yoko. It was. Yo- it was right. It was Yoko. It was, I didn't yeah, think we'd Yoko. hear the name Tatanka tonight. Well, I'm sorry if, if you don't okay. like Tatanka. You know, I'm that's just saying that's the show. You never know where we're gonna go with it. Well, I'm saying that's a streak. I'm saying that was an important streak. That it was in the history of wrestling. I mean, Tatanka basically went in there, and he he beat kind of nobodies and and all that stuff. And you know, I mean, I love Tatanka. I love his gimmick. Um. You know, and then when he went bad, obviously nothing happened with Tatanka. Just like Goldberg. You know, everyone's talking about Goldberg. Goldberg's streak got dropped because Scott Hall was on the apron in the security costume, zigzagging with the taser. And, and he, you know what I'm saying? And Kevin Nash won. I mean, come on. You know, and by the way, it was funny when you guys said about Skip Sheffield. Some fans said, ooh, Skip Sheffield. Magic didn't know who he was, and I told, told him the same thing. I'm like, that was Skip Sheffield. You know? Crazy. Mike, thanks yeah. for the call. All right, guys, Enjoy take the it easy. Yeah, I'm going to. And, guys, thank you very much for letting me on and speak my mind tonight. Thank you for your support. I take always support you guys. All, all the best. Bye bye, guys. Have a nice night. Be careful, okay. all right? Well, there you go, Mike. Uh, you know, it was fun. Still, still can't stump you. Still can't stump you, Dave. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, that some somebody do something about that. It's just it's getting out of hand. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said, my brain I and it's funny, that was part of my problem when I went to school. Like if I read something, I enjoy it while I'm reading it. And then it kinda leaves my head. That's how I am with like and you know, even in school, like with history and stuff, I was terrible with dates and everything. Just I don't commit that stuff to to memory. I can, you know, remember watching a pay per view a lot worse. What? It, it used to be a lot worse for me. I used to remember like dates, like actual dates, and like the buildings they were in, where where, where it took place. Like no joke. Like I, when I used to tape wrestling on television, I'd mark the date down and like where it took place. Like Monday Night Raw, December twenty third, nineteen ninety seven, from Tupelo, Mississippi. You know, like it was it was that crazy. <laughs> that that is kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember that. So this is why we work well together, because you have all the specifics and the dates, and I just I just talk. <laughs> Where we go. But, uh, you know, we have some callers uh, still on the line, and thank you guys so much for being patient. We're going to get to you, but, you know, we're about that halfway point, so we don't want to shortchange you on your phone call. So we're going to get you on the other side of our news update. Remember, 347-838-9815 is a number to call. Call us in, Ryback Radio, all Ryback, all the time. Uh, Ryback has got the wrestling world abuzz, and we are dissecting Hell in a Cell tonight at 8 o'clock, WWE pay-per-view. But 
right at this moment in time, we're going to take a break for the Day 5 News Report. Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Day 5 News Report, only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show on blogtalkradio.com. Our top story this week comes from the WWE and the concern of The Undertaker's health and the possibility that he may not make it to WrestleMania 29 next year in East Rutherford, New Jersey. PW Insider reported this week that Taker hurt his repaired hip in his match at WrestleMania 28 this past April and was seeing a specialist in New York City until recently WWE officials paid for the doctors to fly to Texas to Undertaker's home to work on him. Officials in WWE are saying that they are now leaving it up to The Undertaker if he wants a high-profile physical match at WrestleMania 29. If he isn't up for it, good chances are he might sit out next year's WrestleMania and just make a brief appearance in the 2013 Royal Rumble match. We will have more on this story as it develops, as well as next week we will be interviewing the man who reported this, Mike Johnson from ProWrestlingInsider.com to get his take on The Undertaker's future. Our second story, Ken, you'll like this one. Independent wrestler Eric Hartsburg auctioned off tattoo advertising space on his face for $5,000 on eBay. Oh, my God. The, <laughs> the winner, who was not named... <laughs> or shouldn't be proud that they've won this contest, chose the logo of Republican presidential candidate Mitt Romney. The red, white, and blue-shaped R, which I'm assuming stands for Romney or Republicans, I don't know, is prominently displayed on Hartsburg's right temple. To read and see more about the tattoo, go to HuffingtonPost.com. WWE ring announcer Lillian Garcia was struck by an automobile Friday afternoon in Los Angeles, California. She appears to have suffered multiple contusions and a laceration to her left side, but is expected to make a full recovery. She was kept overnight for observation and was released Saturday morning. For more on this story, head over to WWE.com. And on a personal note, Lillian, if you need somebody to lick those wounds, you just call me at 347-838-9815, and I'll be there at a moment's notice. Our fourth story, and a follow-up story from last week. Daytona Beach, Florida police have officially ruled Mike Graham's death a suicide. Graham was found Thursday night, October 18th, by his wife on his bed with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to his head and a small-caliber pistol beside him. Results of the autopsy will not be available for another two weeks. And in our final story, the WWE has reached a deal with Amy Watts, ex-wife of WWE Hall of Famer Bill Watts, to purchase over 1,200 hours of video in the Mid-South Wrestling Video Library. Eni was awarded the footage in her divorce settlement from promoter Bill Watts. The details of the deal were not reported. And folks, the newest sensation on YouTube, Steve Off, El Rapundo, and our good friend Bob Arian. They host the gun show. Check him out at YouTube slash Steve Off. And you heard him earlier trying to stump me, the real Mr. Trivia, Check them out, the top row, Tuesday night, WPAA.TV. There you have it for the Day 5 Report, only heard on the KenReedyShow.com. Back to you, Ken. Wow, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, you know, uh, that would be crazy, man. And we'll definitely uh, pick uh, Mike Johnson's brain next week, uh, this uh, developing Undertaker story. Um, 
be wild. I mean, that's been the whole thing with with WrestleMania. You know, marketing and marketing wise, it's really the streak has been the most important thing over the past few years. Uh, it would just be weird not to have Taker at, at WrestleMania, wouldn't? I mean, don't you feel oh. like that? It'd be weird. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would have to say ever since ever since I went to WrestleMania 23 and basically him and Batista stole the show in Detroit. I look more for I look forward more to watching Undertaker matches, and then you know he did it. He, he had a great match with Edge the following year in Orlando. I was there. I wasn't at 25 or 26, and I shoot myself in the foot to this day, wishing I was there to see him and Shawn Michaels, especially the first time around. And then I got to witness the last two matches with Triple H in Atlanta and Miami, and those those matches were from those from the point with Batista. Up until now, I really feel, in my opinion, those matches overshadowed the title matches at WrestleMania. So it would be, it, it, it wouldn't feel like Wrestle, it, it would feel a little less like WrestleMania to me if Undertaker was not on the card. I agree. With you. I mean, I, I was at 25, and uh, you know, it, it, it was the the uh, the only moment in my life uh, in any sporting event I've ever been to that. It, you could tell that the crowd was exhausted, like literally emotionally drained uh, after the match. And, uh, you know, been to every WrestleMania, you know, 25 through last year. And, uh, yeah, just the streak match is just always, uh, you know, kind of the biggest deal on the card. It just would be weird. What would be weird about it is just, I I just kind of want Taker to kind of officially Retire, you know what I mean? Like it's just gonna be weird for him just not to be there and wonder, you know, is this it? Like, is he going to? Are we gonna see him at thirty? Is he gonna try and continue the streak? Like, where, where does that all go? Like, I would rather just hear that, you know, all right, he's hanging him up. You know, he's retiring undefeated. That's it. You know, hell, I would almost want to hear that he retired now. Let's put him in the Hall of Fame uh, at WrestleMania twenty nine. Put him right in. Who knows? But uh, we'll definitely pick Mike Johnson's brain about this. We're going to stick with the phones right now because we got some people that have been real patient on the line. So we're going to first off, we'll go to Dank. Dank, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you guys doing tonight? Doing all right. Thanks for holding on. What do you got for us tonight? No problem. Um, I was actually talking to uh, my girlfriend about the whole aspect. For the first time in a while, we're actually going to take – we're taking a trip. Because down here, Hooters and not like in Connecticut, all of them show the wrestling pay-per-view. We're actually traveling about 45 minutes to go watch the pay-per-view at Hooters tonight. Nice. So we were speculating about the whole Ryback Punk, and she mentioned something along the lines of, what if they give the title to Ryback, and then you were saying how um, um, how Punk can still be even more of a heel. The whole aspect, if Punk loses tonight... He can play it as the WWE Corporation is against him because he lost the belt and it's all like a big conspiracy theory because he's the best in the world and doesn't get the respect and he make him even a deeper like make him go even like deeper in the rabbit's hole, so to speak. Yeah, I th- I think that works. Um so, I mean, they, he had his thing with Vince McMahon, so, I mean, he can use the, the respect angle and corporate being against him to uh, facilitate. I mean, again, like we've talked about, I don't I don't think this damages Punk greatly, um, you know, if he loses. 
I, I think, you know, Punk's good enough where he can, he'll figure out a way. Uh, I, again, I'm, I'm most important to me is, is a good match tonight. Uh, what do you think, Dave? I, I, I like the idea. I think it would definitely work. Um, and, and, you know, it's a great point that uh, your girlfriend brought up. But um, the, the only – and this isn't my opinion. This is just my theory and thoughts on this. Um, but the only reason why I think that will not happen is because the company really wants, like, this big they, – they, I'm pretty sure they want rock and punk at the Royal Rumble. That's what it kind of led to when you saw the, the Raw 1000 episode when punk officially, you know, planted the seeds for the heel turn when he clotheslined the rock. And I think they want this showdown with the two of them, and they want punk to be like, you know, the, the, the champion that went the full 365 days and then some, and then he finally got to the rock and, you know, they have the title match and then the rock will end up beating him for the title. Um, is what it's been rumored. I think they just want what they really want more than anything is like Punk to be built up like really strong, going through anybody at all costs to find, until he finally gets to The Rock, and then The Rock comes in like the big superhero and takes out the evil CM Punk and takes the title from him. I think that's what they want as a company going forward with the storylines. Do I like the idea that Punk could use the corporate the, the corporate side of things and the conspiracy theory? Absolutely, I think it would work perfectly. Um, but I think companies, I they feel like if he loses it and then gains it back, there's not going to be as much steam and momentum going into his match, at the, his possible match, I should say, at the Royal Rumble with The Rock. Good point. That is true. Um, so another thing, like I was thinking with the whole Cena and this whole new storyline that they're starting off with, the big scandal in quotation marks with AJ. I think that's kind of their way of keeping Cena around while still giving him a break from, like, actually wrestling and doing, like, heavy duty, you know, like, they're trying to take the company off of his shoulders a little bit because they are realizing, like you mentioned earlier in the show, he's getting up there in age and the injuries are starting to get to him and it's in the WWE's best interest to try and keep him healthy as much as they possibly can and maybe by not putting him in the spotlight for the belt and doing this side storyline for a while is their way of taking some of the pressure off of him. That's a good point. I mean, just taking him away from the title picture, uh, you know, it, it is a good... I mean, I don't like the storyline, but, yeah, to, to kind of pull him away, at least for, for the time being, um, you know, see where the company could go. It's 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 a good thought. And if they're looking to find somebody to, like, not necessarily replace him, but to throw somebody else in the mix, I think Wade Barrett would be a really good contender. You know, you have, if Punk does win and they want to do some, something different, um, Ryback's future is really in the writer's hands. If they can spin off a good side story for Ryback to keep him around and keep him in the spotlight, that's awesome. But then you throw in Wade Barrett and you have this heel versus heel for the championship. I think that that'd be something a little different as well. But that's just, you know, my opinion. That's very different. Um, I don't know if they're going that direction, but, you know, again, if you're trying to shake things up and go a little different, uh, you know, that, that that could be interesting. Uh, right now, you had, to, you had to put money on it. Who wins tonight, Ryback or Punk? 
I'm sticking with me. I'm sticking with my decision. My girlfriend's saying funk. I'm saying Ryback. Wow, that should make for a fun viewing that you guys uh, differ in opinion on who's going to win. That's a divided household right there. Somebody's sleeping on the couch tonight. Yeah, loser gets that winner gets bed, huh? <laughs> loser gets the couch. Winner gets the bed. Yeah. And oh, I have a king size, so whoever wins gets to stroll out tonight. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you guys enjoyed the pay per view tonight. I'll see you guys on uh, for Raw tomorrow night. And uh, I'll see you guys later. Take it easy. Bye. All right. Bye. Now some interesting ideas from uh, Dan. We're going to stick with the phones right now. So we have someone who's been on hold for a while. Caller, are you there? It all depends on who the caller is. (laughs) Who we got here? I guess that's me. My name is Jake. Uh, I'm from Cliffside Park, and I believe I'm calling into the Steve Off uh, fan fan club uh, hotline. Is this true? Uh, not quite. We we uh, we support Steve off, but uh, you know I don't know if this. Probably, well, Gold Dave, are you in the in the fan club? I didn't even know there was a fan club. I do I support him. There. I, I didn't know there was a fan club. This is this is the Ken Reed show, the best in pro wrestling talk. What do you got for us? Well, well, in that case, I, I guess I'll just you know talk about whatever it is you guys are talking about, like Ryback and CM Punk. Hey, there you go. I tell you what, I've been reading some reports, and I want to see what you guys think about this, all right? I was reading some reports earlier today that Kevin Nash might get involved in Ryback and Punk tonight so that we don't see a clean finish. Now, I remember when Kevin Nash was around last year, and him and Triple H, uh, and what was that, a ladder match? A sledgehammer and ladder match or something like that? That did not oh, go yeah. over well. I don't want to see Nash back in a ring. But I'm hearing a lot of stuff because apparently Nash's name was brought up on TV a couple weeks ago. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, you know, it's, it's just, I, I don't want it. Um, and I'm not, you know, it's funny because a lot of wrestling fans hate on Nash. I don't hate Nash. Um, I think he's, he's definitely past his prime. Uh, I know he had beef with, with Punk as well. Uh I don't know. I mean, if he's involved in some way in this main event, it, it, I mean, I can't even think offhand what the right way would be. I mean, are they going to like try and redo the, the Goldberg thing? Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's like I'm, rat- I'm sitting there rattling my brain like, you know, is there a right way they could use Nash in this match? And, uh, you know, I, I really don't. To, they, sorry about that. They're, tr- they're, um, they're trying to say that, you see, uh, I believe Nash's reign, title reign, is maybe the next or second next uh, title uh, title reign that uh, Punk's going to pass. pass. That's and since he attacked Punk last year, he might do it again this year. That's, That's a good point. point you just brought up, because I read that this morning. I think if Punk surpasses Nash, I think if Punk wins tonight, he surpasses Nash, I believe. I think he surpasses Kevin Nash into, like, sixth or fifth in, like, or no, ninth or eighth or something like that in like longest reign as champion in the WWE for that title. So that's actually an interesting point that you brought up there. That's something I didn't even really think about. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, 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 I don't I know where they go with it because I, I mean, if if Nash interferes, like look, if Nash interferes, people are going to boo Nash, and and they're kind of, I mean, I guess they, they, they'd have to tweak it. And what exactly would they do? I mean, Punk is the top heel, but they. I mean, I get it. I guess it makes sense if he would like to interfere. I just, I don't know. I, I, 
I'm Maybe not, they I make would... Punk's bodyguard. So bring him in to ally with Punk? Yeah. Can't I mean, just give up and him? say, you can pass my reign? I mean, that's, you know. No, I wouldn't pass my reign. I would just say, like, he, 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 he respects Punk. For, for, you know, being the champion. I mean, let's face it, Kevin Nash was exactly the most respected WWE champion amongst fans and talent, you know. I mean, they could they could take reality and turn it into fantasy and, and, and as part of the story. I mean, who knows where they're going to go with it. Kevin Nash is a name that I didn't think would get brought up in this conversation. I'll say that much. That I didn't think so either when I read this morning. Who do you – I mean, if you, if you had to put, put a pick on, who do you think is going to win this match? Uh, I tell you what, right now I am I am the biggest. I was at Monday Night Raw this week too, and I am just I uh, I love Ryback. I can't even begin to tell you, but I, you know, you brought up about Sheamus earlier winning that WWE title relatively quickly, but I, I just can't see Ryback doing it tonight. I know something's going to happen because he's so over that it feels like the WWE just can't let him win because he's so over. Yeah, I know. It doesn't seem to make sense, but I, I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, before I let you go, just curious, are there any other matches you're really looking forward to tonight on the on the card? Oh, man. Uh, that tag team title match, uh, Kane and Daniel Bryan, you know, against Team Road Scholars, because I, I was sitting back, try, wrapping my head around this last night, saying they cannot hold these titles forever. And I know the WWE has put a little more emphasis on the tag division with Triple H involved. But what team could possibly knock them off that is an everyday tag team? Because I just don't see Road Scholars as an everyday tag team. Really? Hell no is not an everyday tag team. They're just throwing together tag teams instead of using the ones that they already have. So personally, I'm sitting back and saying, are we just going to get a bunch of two-month-long title, tag team title reigns out of people? Or is there going to be an established everyday tag team that's actually going to be big enough to knock off Kane and Daniel Bryan? Somebody that agrees with me, thank you. Yeah, it's it's a good point. We we did talk about that a a couple shows ago that, you know, they had this tag tournament and uh, we liked the idea, but all the established tag teams got knocked off relatively quickly and these tag teams that were thrown together were advanced. I mean, you have a tag team that was put together that are champs. Another tag team's challenging tonight uh, is put together. Uh, Ray and Sin Cara advance. I mean, you know, and, the, and, and the fact that Ryder and Santino made it. I listen. I know that they're way over with the kids and whatnot, and some of the other guys too. But I just didn't they beat like like um, Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. I mean, dude, Tyson Kidd's like the most underrated dude that they've got going on right now. And Justin yeah, Gabriel, those two guys are an established tag team. You know, I mean, Santino and Ryder. You know, I could see them going around for a little a long while extra. You got. Ryder, and, you know, he's he's a cornball rider. I'll tell you that right now. And he got Santino. Well, you could guess what Santino is. Yeah. But, you know, I could see those two as being a tag team for a while if the WWE decided to go that way instead of just having them job in singles matches at this point. No, so. great. And, and it would be nice to see some more tag teams. But, uh, you know, you bring up really good points to that. And, uh, you know, Jay, going to let you go. But thanks a lot for the call. And uh, hey, thank you for having I hope to hear from you again soon. All right, and I'll, I'll try not to mistake this with the Steve Wolf fan club anymore. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I appreciate your call. Thanks, guys. See you later. Yeah, a lot of good points uh, from Jake, you know. And we, you know, why not? You know, we'll, we'll take we'll we'll take a small break from Ryback Punk, and why not? Let's talk about the tag match. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about. It. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Usos. I like the Usos. Uh, 
you know, as much as they were they were singles competitors. I mean, Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd really didn't distinguish themselves that much in singles competition. So that could be a, a, a real tag team. Um, you had Primo and Epico. Uh, you had the primetime players that were all actual tag teams. And the manufactured tag teams did the best in the tournament, and we have a manufactured tag team as champion. Now, as entertaining as this has been, um, I hear what Jake is saying. If you really want to reestablish the tag division, well, we need real tag teams. You know, we all grew up with tag teams, the Hart Foundation, uh, the, the British Bulldogs, the Rockers, the Killer Bees, if you will. Uh, teams that were a, a collective, you know, they were a team. And then, you know, after a while, if the, the talent was there, guys were able to branch off uh, afterwards into singles competition. Um, I like the Road Scholars, but it is another manufactured tag team. Oh, uh, this could be an interesting match. I kind of look at Team Hell No retaining, but I think they've done a good job at least uh, establishing some doubt that there is the, the possibility uh, that the Road Scholars could win. Tonight, is this, uh, you know, how they split up Kane and Daniel Bryant finally, definitively? They were doing the, the weak link thing. Do we see Daniel Bryant being the one that gets pinned? Um, you know, and they do this whole weak link thing. Who knows? I, again, I think Hell No is going to retain. But where do you see this match going tonight, Dave? Well, here's here, here an interesting point that I'd like to make. It's actually it's funny that you brought up the Usos and Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. First of all, I read on Twitter this morning that the Usos are planning to go to Atlanta for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and take Vicky Guerrero up on her offer. I don't know exactly what that means, but that might possibly be that we could see the Usos in line for a push. Maybe they'll get involved in a match. Um, and as far as Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd go, from what I read this morning, it looks like Justin Gabriel impressed enough people in his outings with um, Antonio Cesaro that they're going to move him out of the tag team with Tyson Kidd and place him in a singles role, and there's a possibility we might see Cesaro and Justin Gabriel tonight for the United States Championship um, due to Gabriel's win on Monday night over Cesaro. And as far as Tyson Kidd goes, yes, he's very underrated, a great talent, and there's a talk of possibly tagging him up with Evan Bourne when Evan Bourne returns from his injury. That's a name we haven't heard or seen from in a while. As far as tonight goes with the tag team match, um, I could agree with you and say that I could see Hell No winning and they could still go with this whole, you know, dysfunctional tag team and who's the weak link. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's still getting over. To me, it's getting old, but... I could still see them doing it. Um, or we could see the Road Scholars win, and they might make a serious run with these two guys as a tag team because they don't have anything for them individually. Like I said, I don't like the fact that they're together. I think they're good together. I just don't – I just it's not it's not growing on me. You know, it's a manufactured team. Um, I could see if the Road Scholars do win, I could see Kane taking the pinfall, and only because – he was taunting Daniel Bryan the other night on SmackDown and saying, I won my match, you know, you're the weak link, I'm not, good luck, you know, when he had to face Sandow before he went out through the curtain. So 
it, it could go either way. I'm not really too intrigued with this matchup, to be honest with you. I would have much rather seen Kane and Daniel Bryan face the primetime players because they seem to have shown some sort of a mean streak um, after they were basically they lost their tag title um, opportunity for last month at United Champions. So we'll see what happens. I kind of agree with you. I mean, somewhere along the line, it seemed like something happened. And I don't know, you know, we're not privy to what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, but it's either he fell out of favor or they just couldn't figure out what exactly they wanted to do with Cody. Um, it makes sense, him teaming with uh, Sandow. I mean, they work personality-wise. Uh, but I, I think both of us here thought that Cody was really on his way to uh, singles superstardom, uh, perhaps uh, you know, moving into the picture uh, for at least the World Heavyweight Championship, uh, if not the WWE Championship. Uh, I, I think you'd agree with me, Dave, that we thought he was pretty close to making that move. I think we even talked on the show that when he had the IC title, uh, dropping the IC title was a good thing for him because we kind of thought that meant he was moving on to bigger things. Um, now he's he's in the tag division. So I don't know uh, if he's fallen out of favor or if they just don't know what to do with him or it's just the wonderful world of professional wrestling and they're, they're sticking him in a tag team now. Um, who knows? I think this is great for Sandow as a new face on the scene. Um you know, puts him right there uh, with a guy who's incredibly talented in Cody Rhodes. And, you know, albeit manufactured, the hell no gimmick is over right now. And Sandow has put smack dab in the middle of all of this. Um, and, and it's real good for him. Um, agreed. I, it's A lot of this pay-per-view is shaped up as, uh, you know, the supporting cast for the main event. Um, I, I can't say I'm overly intrigued by this match. Um I am curious, as we've talked about in weeks prior, do we do we have a a match striker uh, get his revenge uh, tonight and come out in support of uh, the Rhodes Scholars and um, interfere in some capacity, costing hell no the match? Who knows? Uh, who cares? <laughs> I don't know if anyone really cares that much uh, if that happens, but. Um, uh, hopefully it's it's a good match regardless of what happens. Uh, the other big title, obviously on the line, the uh, world heavyweight title. We have Big Show uh, versus Sheamus. Uh, we've had a series of tests over the weeks, uh, which is the strongest finisher. Can Sheamus actually reach his leg up to kick Big Show in the head? We don't know, but that's the suspense they have built in this match. And you know what, Seamus, if you can't kick Big Show in the head, well, you should go and try DDP's yoga because that'll get you flexible enough to get that, you know, get that leg right up there and kick him in the head. Um, yeah, I, again, I, I don't know about this match. It's just not, the build has not really done it for me. Um, it should, I guess. Uh and I'm willing to admit that it's just me, but I, I'm not intrigued. Um, these two, they're brawlers. I'm not expecting much as far as the match itself. 
uh, what we're going to see. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, Prediction-wise, I'm kind of 50-50. I could see it going either way. Um, if I'm leaning, I'm probably leaning towards uh, Sheamus retaining, but who knows, really? I mean, it, I, I guess, like, you know, the most intriguing thing of this match is uh, do we have a a Dolph Ziggler cash-in at some point? Uh, or do we have another very short title run uh, from Big Show? Does Big Show win? Um, and and somehow, after the fact, uh, Sheamus lands a bro kick and, and Ziggler comes down. Um, who knows? But uh, to me, Ziggler's the only thing that uh, I'm intrigued about right now going into this match. Uh, what do you think, Dave? I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, all right, Sheamus and Big Show, it's a fresh matchup. Haven't seen it done before, but I mean, I'm, I, there's nothing really that like intrigues me about the actual match itself. Like, what would be, you know, if Sheamus can kick Big Show in the face, if his leg can get that high, like, that's not intriguing to me. What's intriguing is if he could pick him up and do that, what's it, the white noise? Yes. Yeah, all right? If he could pick him up and do that, then I'm like... Okay, that's cool. Like, you know, I'm not not to compare Seamus to Hulk Hogan because that's like apples to oranges, but if you had, you know, I mean, they the build around WrestleMania 3 was can Hogan body slam Andre? I think it would have been much better if he could pick him up and do the white noise or whatever they call it, you know, the, the arse dropper. I don't know what the freak they call it, but it's like, <laughs> it, you know, the, the kick doesn't appeal to me. It really doesn't. Just like that stupid storyline with the broke kick in Del Rio last month. I thought that was dumb. I just didn't. I didn't really care for it, you know. And I know I said earlier, I, I don't. You know, I, we don't rip on the product. I'm not ripping on the product. I'm just giving you a personal opinion of mine. I just think it's. I just don't. I don't find any intrigue towards it. And on TV and online on WWE.com, Ziggler's been talking about how he, no matter who it is, he's going to cash in on. Either one, whoever wins the title, and he's going to walk out of hell in the cell of the world title. Do I think that's going to happen? I'd like to see it happen, but because they've been talking about it so much, I don't think it's going to happen. I think we'll get another tease. Um, what would be pretty cool is is if they took, um, if Ziggler did cash in after Big Show won, and Big Show's reign as world champion was shorter than the last one, which was 45 seconds. They keep bringing that up a lot. So, I'm praying for a Dolph Ziggler cash-in. But, you know, not to get back on the Ryback story, but Steve Off, I've mentioned on Facebook that wouldn't it be cool if Ziggler found a loophole in the contract to cash-in on the WWE champion, even though it's a contract for the World Heavyweight title? I mean, I find... I'm curious. I mean, I, I don't, you know, again, admittedly don't don't remember everything. But have they ever... I mean, I know they have, like, the... Do they ever specify like this contract is for just this title? I mean, I know it's alluded to because there's a SmackDown match, there's a Raw match, and they, they, you know, they they just kind of allude to, and and they always mention, well, he's going to go after this championship. But is there ever a moment that they definitively said Ziggler can only go after this title belt? Because I can't think of a time they they actually just completely specified. Because I, the original Money in the Bank was, and not that anyone would, but they can go after any title at any time. 
And so it was kind of like, well, if they feel like going after the IC title, they can do that. Um, you know, it's evolved over the years. Uh, I'm just curious, is it something that we as fans have just kind of made the assumption since there were two matches, you know, one for each show, that one can only be for one title and the other can only be for the other title? Or uh, do the same rules apply? And, you know, we just made that assumption. Because I can't remember a moment that was actually, it was definitive that this is the only belt you can go after. I've heard them say world championship title opportunity. I mean, they had two ladder matches for a reason with, you know, at Money in the Bank. I mean, Cena cashed in and lost, and that was for the WWE title. I mean, they made that clear. But, I mean, I think it would be cool if they found a loophole somehow. But it'd be kind of hard to figure out what that loophole is. So, well, who knows? I mean, you have you have Vicky, who's uh, you know in charge these days. Um, you know, she she could find something. Uh, you know, again, I don't, I, I know, like I said, I, I mean, I, I get all that, and I get they had two matches, and I get they, but like I, I'm curious because I, I just feel like it's always been alluded to, and it's always kind of been assumed. I don't know if we've ever actually just been definitively told, well, this is the only belt they can go after. So, um, and and it's pro wrestling, so they they could find a a loophole if need be, and and that would be interesting. I mean, if you did something where something underhanded happens and CM Punk wins the match tonight, but in the aftermath, Ryback in a blind rage, and this is again. Don't go black and white when it comes to wrestling, people. You can't go black and white because there's so many scenarios you can play out. Because if, if Punk wins, but Ryback cleans house afterwards, Ryback still looks strong, and CM Punk is still the champ, and things can go on. I mean, there are things you can do here. But if they decide to go the route with Ziggler, you know, Punk wins, Ryback goes absolutely nuts just killing people i mean he's just he you know Heyman is unconscious punk is unconscious if someone came down to interfere in the match that person's unconscious in a blind fury ryback just cleans house and destroys everything in his path the crowd is is frenzied as as ryback leaves the arena and then ziggler's music hits it, it, it could work, you know, if done the right way, and then you could have the announcers going, wait, what, can can you do, oh, you know, all confused and everything, and then tomorrow night on Raw, Vicky's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Vicky Guerrero, I can do whatever I want, and I said Ziggler can go after that belt, so bam, Ziggler's the champ. Um, you know, they they could go that way, that, that route or something like that. Um, I tend to agree with, you know, that they'll probably keep it, linear and and you'll have him just go after the world heavyweight championship but uh you can do that and even if they don't do it with Ziggler I mean Ryback can clean house after his match and and lose and still look strong so uh who knows but getting back we we got a little tangity there um who do you think wins uh show versus uh Sheamus the audience when the match is over <laughs> no you know not yeah, thank God, man. You know, no, I actually, I think they'll give it to Sheamus. 
I really think they will. They 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 are really. Try, I mean, they're really trying hard to, um, you know, make him a top guy, and he's done so. He's done good so far. I mean, his run hasn't been like the greatest, where you're like, you know, clamoring to see him, you know, over and over again throughout. And in fact, there's been times when he's been thrown down our throats, but. For the most part, he's done all right in in the spot that he's been in. It's not exactly the most memorable run, with the exception of his stuff with Daniel Bryan earlier on. Um, but I think they want to do that for for a couple of reasons. One, because they got a, a talent that can you know eventually lead the company and be put on their back. And two, Randy Orton has been really vocal about turning heel on Twitter, and apparently the company now wants to give in and turn him a heel. However, they want to see if Sheamus can be comfortable in the position that he's in and succeed and draw for them. Um, so I think Sheamus will end up taking it. I would tend to agree. Um, you know, his his biggest challenge as a, as a champion, um, you know, I, again, not the strongest title run, and and you hit the nail on the head. I, the company's got, whether you agree or not, you know, Sheamus is going to be a star for a, a good chunk of time. And uh, I, I I think he's got to win this. This is they're building this as his biggest challenge. Uh, you know, he, the biggest challenge, if, if not his career, um, for at least his title reign and. You know, to to kind of build his championship reign up, I, I do think he he's got to he's got to win this match, and uh, we're going to get some info as it goes on. Our producer is closely watching uh, the pre-show for uh, uh, the pay-per-view Hell in a Cell, and and right now Cole uh, Michael Cole is in the ring live with John Cena for his statement. So uh, once we get information on what John Cena's Statement is regarded his alleged stooping of uh, one Miss AJ. Um, hey, listen, it was a business dinner, okay? They were probably <laughs> talking about a new action figure. Yeah, it was business time. You know yeah, what? Yeah, that's right, baby. It's business as usual. That's right, baby. It's business. All right, so well, as soon as we get word on what John Cena is speaking of, um, it'll be interesting. Uh, maybe in the pre-show we'll, we'll get a... A handle on on John Cena's involvement tonight. I would assume he's going to be involved in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, again, I just I, I can't stress enough. Like I, I'm really hoping they don't make it a triple threat match. Uh, it, either add a match to the card. Uh, you know, if you, if you gotta put him, even if they do something where you know he's some sort of special enforcer for the main event, and he's you know at ringside just to make sure nothing happens. I mean, what I do you enforce the towel in the cell? What was that? What do you enforce the towel in the cell? Well, yeah, but you know, people can run down and try and do something. The oh, cell yeah. opened before. Yeah, all right. I mean, but I, I'm just saying, like, I I don't want him in the match. I don't. Yeah, I, I, agree. Want, I don't either. You know, an additional match, or you know, he, he's he's doing something uh, on the outside. Uh, he's keeping an eye on Heyman. I don't know. I just I don't want him added to the match. Um, you know, and again, we've talked about it on this show numerous times. Uh, Dave and I not seen a haters. 
Um, let's just put that right out there. If it's your first time listening, we're we're not haters. We just for this night and the bill that they've had, we just think uh you know, it seems like it would be best if we do you know, it's mono y mono. They've built punk versus uh Ryback. You know, Cena did a good job at uh putting Ryback over, starting his uh feed me more chant. So uh hoping that uh they just keep this uh one on one bout. Um because, you know, the cheap way out uh in this match is for it to be a triple threat match and the finish to be between Punk and Cena. And you keep Ryback kind of undefeated in singles competition. He's never been pinned. And, you know, it, it, to me that's a, a cheap way out. I, I think wrestling fans coming into this and, and what we've seen out of Ryback, we want a real finish. And it doesn't need to be a clean finish. I'm not saying it needs to be clean. It just needs to be... A, you know, a, a real finish. Uh, you know, either Ryback uh, beats Punk and then continues his his you know run through the WWE, or, or you know we see Punk beat uh, maybe his biggest challenge during his title run. So, um, you know, it should be interesting. So we'll see what we're going to get out of uh, one Mister John Cena. Uh, right now, uh, you know, uh, they're talking about actually Ryback. And Cena is talking about if he could ever beat Ryback. So as soon as we get some real information, we will let you know. But you know, the one match I'm really looking forward to tonight is the triple threat diva match. That's going to... I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> but I am the, you know, and, and uh, caller, and I'm, I'm I'm forgetting exactly the caller brought it up. Um, good match. I think Kofi versus Miz is definitely going to be a, a solid match. Uh, you know, for a... a you know, true and true wrestling fan. I, I think it's going to be a fun match. And, uh, you know, do we have a prayer, Dave, at, at some point? Uh, are we seeing slow increments of, of the IC title mattering more? Or is, is this just me being delusional and, and just wishful thinking? Um, I really can't tell because they've always gone back and forth with the mid-card championships. Uh, with the Intercontinental title and the United States title will be relevant for like a month, maybe two, and then they'll drop off the face of the earth. And so I, I think this is that period of time where for you know, for now, it's got some value to it. Um, but there's a great chance that it will be you know, forgotten about in the next couple of weeks, and Kofi will come out and jump around and do all his acrobatics, holding the belt, and he'll defend it. You know. Once or twice a month, if that, you know, I don't, I don't really see. I've given up on that stuff, to be honest with you. I hold out hope. I mean, I, I mean, I, I really, in my heart of hearts, I hold out hope that, you know, that they do put some, some meaning in those championships. But to me, I, especially now with the tag team thing, they're they're making those titles seem more meaningful, um, despite the fact that most of the teams are manufactured. Um, I'd just say let's just take one step at a time. You know, we're working out the Kings in the tag team division. Maybe they'll move on to the, you know, the Intercontinental title or even the girls, you know, and the and the, and the Jeff Hardy. I'm sorry, the Divas title that they wear. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean it's gonna be a good match. But you know, who cares? The audience will when it's over. Yeah, I mean it's funny because I, I 
I, well, first thing, I mean, I would just combine the, at this point the U.S. and IC, and maybe that would help. And even if they have like champion versus champion, and that would you know immediately give uh, at least that individual some prestige. But uh, who knows? I guess it's just wishful thinking on on my part as far as that. The one match that's interesting tonight is is looking at Del Rio versus uh, Randy Orton and. I think this match is interesting because we're going into a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view that only has one Hell in a Cell match. Um, and, you know, the, the Hell in a Cell is, is, you know, the most demonic structure and yada, yada, yada and all that other stuff. But, uh, you know, it's this match is, is like, you know, a grudge match. Two guys that don't like each other. Uh, there's no title involved. It's just two guys, you know, need to duke it out. Uh, Storyline-wise, it's funny because these two seem to fit the mold more of two guys that you'd want to see get in the cell. And it, it's just weird to me that there's only one Hell in a Cell match. I, I personally would like to see Del Rio and, and Orton in, in a Hell in a Cell match. I mean, if, if the feud went on a little longer than the, than the actual, uh, you know, than it has gone now, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see them too. Because I think Del Rio needs something to freshen up his character because he's gotten stale. And Orton, in my opinion, you know, I mentioned the heel turn earlier. Maybe, maybe if they did put the two of them in a hell in the cell and he just beat the tar out of Del Rio inside the cell, that he would eventually, you know, they would plant the seeds for a heel turn. That you know, the evil Randy Orton is back. You know. Um, I would like to have seen it if the feud was a little longer. They've only really been going at it for, you know, a couple of weeks. So I think it would just be silly just to throw them in this match for the sake of, you know, because of the fact that it's the hell in a cell pay-per-view. But then again, they're doing it with Punk and uh, Ryback. So, sure, why not? <laughs> I just wish there was, like, at least one more. I mean, the obvious choice would be to have both title matches in, in hell in a cell matches. Um, you know, if they're not doing that, then I would have put in the, these two. um you know, in Hell in a Cell match. Uh, let's see. Uh, getting some updates on the uh, major announcement. Uh, Cena, let's see. Ziggler touted. Cena just said, I know you are here, and threw chairs out of the ring and said, let's fight. Ziggler's music is playing, and Vicky is on her way to the ring. So that's what's going on right now in the incredible Hell in a Cell pre-show. So I, I, I still don't know exactly what John Cena's major announcement is tonight, but... uh. With Vicky coming down to the ring. Hopefully we'll get some info shortly. But for now, you know what time it is. The Ken Reedy Show. Nah, overproofed. have reached that portion of our program where we talk about something in the world of wrestling that made us just silently nod to ourselves, something we really enjoyed, and we call it the nod of approval. We do this each and every week, um, and we're going to get right into it. So, Dave, this week in the wonderful world of pro wrestling, who gets your nod of approval? Well, this is an interesting one for me because... It's been a trend recently where there really hasn't been anything that's, like, jumped out at me that, you know, I could just say, oh, that works, or, you know, oh, that was cool, or whatever. Um, 
it's almost I, I, I'm sad to admit it, but I've almost been forced to find nods in the past few weeks. And I apologize for any of you out there that uh, you know uh, you know look forward to this segment of the show. But um, this week changed a little bit. I was watching Impact, and um, the opening segment was uh, Jeff Hardy in Hulk Hogan's office, and Hogan was going over you know um, being a champion, and you got these challengers coming up, and um, Hardy, you know, was, you know, Mr. Good Guy Humble. Yes, I'm ready to take on all challengers. I'm looking forward to it, and blah, blah, blah. And he walks out the door, and he's walking out the door. you got Kurt Angle, James Storm, uh, Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and uh, Bully Ray um, waiting outside the door. And all of a sudden, like, the sound just went off. There was no sound. And... You heard Jeff Hardy, like he was just standing there and like the camera was going in slow motion. I thought there was like a video editing problem. Like I thought maybe the audio and the video were just kind of off. And then it showed um, Hardy, you know, just standing there staring at each of these guys in slow motion and he's going over like their strengths and weaknesses. And what's that phrase in acting where it's like a scene? We were talking about it earlier. What was it, Ken? Yeah, I mean, you could call it an inner monologue. An inner monologue of sorts, yeah, where he, like, said, you know, Bully's got his mind on Devon and Aces and Eights. Uh, you know, Kurt Angle's a machine. Uh, you know, James Storm went through a war. Like, he was just going over this, like, in in his mind of sorts. And um, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I wasn't really into that kind of production quality in wrestling, especially, like, the point-of-view camera angles that they've done in the past. Like, like, I remember a few years ago at WrestleMania, Vince was – talking to Stephanie McMahon's baby in the carriage and the camera was inside the, the, the stroller and Vince was talking to, I mean, I just thought that stuff was stupid, but that was actually pretty cool. You know, it was just something that like you would see out of like a movie or something and you know, like a character like talking to himself in his mind. And I thought that was, a you know, it's a different aspect that like you wouldn't expect for a wrestling television show, but for the character of Jeff Hardy, seeing as how unpredictable and quirky he is, I thought that I thought that fit him well. I thought that was pretty cool. So Jeff Hardy's uh, inter monologue gets mine out of approval. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Uh, you know, I'm gonna stick really in the the same area of of the week in wrestling. Uh, my nod is going to the Dudleys. Um, was very excited to see the two of them jawing at each other back and forth. Uh, the Ace and Eight storyline. Um, you know, uh, Dudley uh, Devon. Turning, uh, being part of Ace and Eights, um, you know, the two of them going back and forth, uh, two guys who know their way around a microphone, uh, brothers, uh, it just had everything. It was such a great, like, first step. Um, I got to admit, you know, honestly, when, when Mr. Trivia, you know, speculated on perhaps uh, Bully being one of the guys that's going to join uh, Ace and Eights, I kind of hope not, because I, I want to see this this rivalry kind of take another chapter and, uh, you know, see where these guys can go. Um, I really enjoyed it because we talked on here how much we enjoyed uh, Bobby Roode versus James Storm and the two of them and how they had a year-long rivalry and had a a good old-fashioned grudge, uh, a good old-fashioned brawl, blow-off match, and... It's just good, and I, and, I, and I just felt like with, with what they did with, with uh, Rude and Storm, it just showed how, you know, the, 
I think TNA is doing a good job right now with, with a happy medium. You can do a product, and offhand, honestly, I don't know what TNA's programming is rated. But for the most part, when I want, it's it's pretty close to a PG. Um, you can do close to a PG, and in a pay-per-view somewhere, you can throw a little bit of blood in, or a lot of blood in, for a specific grudge match. I thought, a, you know, TNA's doing a good job. They're not overusing blood, but, you know, when it works, it works. And I thought they did a good job with that, and they they set up a good old-fashioned grudge. And no sooner does that grudge end, we get another brother versus brother kind of feud starting, and, and two guys again that can talk and, and work each other. And I just I'm looking forward to these two guys going at it in the ring, and you know a long-standing feud between the two of them. I mean, who knows where this is going to go, but. I found myself getting excited with the two of them jawing at each other back and forth. And like you said, Dave, I mean, there have been weeks recently where we've had our pre-show meetings and we've sat there like, all right, you know, we got to do this nod. Like, who are we going to do? And last week it turned out we we agreed right away on, on Storm and, and Bobby Roode. And, you know, some weeks we're actually sitting kind of going over the whole week and trying to figure out, all right, you know, is there something that really kind of, you know, earned a nod? It didn't really jump out at you. Um, this did. I got excited. I was, I, I really was excited to see where this rivalry could go um, over the next few months. Um, you know, and it, they're so good that, you know, they could really sustain this rivalry for a long time. There's so much history. They're on opposite ends of the, of the fence right now, company-wise, and they're brothers. It just works so well. So uh, the Dudleys get my nod of approval. And there you have it, our nods of approval for this week. The Ken Reedy Show, nod of approval. So dramatic. Um... Interesting, Dave. You know, we go through and we, we do our nods, and granted, Hell in a Cell, not one of the WWE majors, you know, the major pay-per-views. However, a WWE pay-per-view, nonetheless, the week before, leading into this pay-per-view, you and I both, our nods come from TNA programming, um, which begs the question... Um, how good a job has the WWE done setting up this pay-per-view? And the other question is, and we, we hit on this earlier, if the pay-per-view buys are down, is it necessarily the fault of, hey, Cena's not in the main event, or was it just not the best job setting this pay-per-view up? Because... You know, it, it, we're pretty unbiased when it comes to wrestling. I think when we talk about things, we, we give TNA credit where credit's due. We give WWE credit where credit's due. Um, we don't play favorites. If one show's good and one show is bad, we, we call it not looking at what, what company did what. Um, I think it's very interesting when we're going into the week before a WWE pay-per-view, we both give our nods to TNA programming. Yeah, it is very interesting. I mean, I um, 
I look at it like this. I think they did. I mean, they had five weeks, I want to say, maybe even six. I, I, I can't remember between tonight and the, the last paper, United Champions. And I thought to myself that that would have been a good opportunity for the WWE to really build storylines. And unfortunately for them, they had the John Cena injury. And they were the doctors wasn't sure about Cena. They were back and forth. And I think that they focused a lot of their attention on that, still keeping the storyline somewhat relevant, but really haven't coming to an agreement on what they want to put on the pay-per-view. And then the last few weeks, they really have helped establish Ryback as a threat and a contender um, for the short term right now with CM Punk. I would say overall, the whole pay-per-view, I don't think they did a great job of promoting it. But in terms of the Ryback-CM Punk match, I think they did an excellent job um, these past few weeks, really making Ryback seem important, more important than, uh, than, than, he, than he has been in recent months. So, um, but yeah, it's interesting that we got two nods there for TNA and uh, WWE pay-per-view doesn't your WWE in general doesn't get any so and they're gonna pay for you tonight. Go yeah, figure. Maybe, you know, maybe it's symptomatic of. I mean, you said yeah, they did a good job at, at you know very quickly, and and maybe honestly, maybe it's it's just because of Dank. Maybe Dank oh. is the one that got it done, but you know, very quickly. That's, that's, I mean, it wasn't where, too. That's where you're getting off. That's see, that's where that's that's what starts that whole ego trip he's got on. <laughs> Dank in a big yeah. head. Yeah, but you started interesting because we both responded, and it's not that long ago that we're talking about who could take take Cena's place, and not that Ryback is going to, but for now, for the time being, maybe he is. You know, we both kind of were like, no, there's no way, and and from in a very short time period, he is, which which like boggles my mind how we almost like borderline laughed it off, and now he's there. And he's believable. So you're right. They've done a good job at putting Ryback in that position. However, is that part of the problem? That they had to spend so much of their resources and so much of their creative energy trying to put Ryback in this this larger status than they're ready to put him in that the rest of the pay-per-view kind of lacked as, as far as the build. Because I do agree with you. They've done a, a good job at, at putting Ryback in this position. And they've done a good job with us doubting uh, who will win this match. I mean, it's it's a 50-50 split right now. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think they did the best job at putting over the, the show as a whole. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, really and truly uh, about 20 minutes, 25, maybe, I'm thinking the the – main event will be um i'm looking forward to 20 minutes of a pay-per-view not three hours you know and sure. I, I guess that's really but i'm still buying it so well, there you go um who do you think wins tonight dave oh boy the million dollar question um i re- oh man you, you you got me uh but you know what i'm gonna go out on a limb here and i'm gonna i'm gonna go with cm punk uh, I'm gonna go with CM Punk. I think that I think that they're too scared to pull the trigger right now, and I'm gonna go with Punk. And we're going to agree on that. I'm gonna say Punk as well. I think uh, I I'm hoping they do it right, and um, you know they still keep Ryback strong. Um, but I think ultimately, if you're going to put Punk against The Rock, 
and we're all talking about keeping Ryback strong, we need to continue to elevate CM Punk. And this would be a good thing for him to beat Ryback, continue to elevate his status as champion. Um, because to me, that's what it, it has to be CM Punk versus The Rock at the Royal Rumble. And we're almost out of time. Thank you all for tuning in uh, this week, our Hell in a Cell pregame show. We'll be back next week at 6 p.m. Check us out on Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. And go over to our, our website, TheKenReedyShow.com. Again, cannot thank you guys enough. We are on our way to 4,000. Keep going over to the website, listening to shows. Um, again, can't thank you enough. And all of you guys that are in the path, of Hurricane Sandy over the next few days. Be safe. Be well. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, Hope you all are okay. Enjoy the pay-per-view for Dave. I'm Ken. Thank you all for tuning in. Good night.